Activism is something we've been doing for centuries. For centuries we've been fighting for the causes that we thought were right. But sometimes the ways we fight for those causes can be quite unusual. We all remember the young eco-activists who threw soup at the Van Gogh painting, or one of those rioters on January 6 who put his legs on the desk of the Speaker of the House in the US Capitol. All that can and should be considered activism. But is it effective? Powerful at its core? Does it require talent? This podcast will explore the acts of true bravery that we, humans, have committed throughout our history. Today, I'd like to tell you the story of Finnish resistance to Soviet invasion before the Second World War. I'll tell you about the Molotov cocktail and also an old family story that my mom was told as a kid that turned out to be a complete lie. Two young activists throwing soup onto one of the world's most famous paintings. They are literally gluing themselves to the road. You know, Flat Earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Finland. That's where the Ivans are headed once again. Molotov has told them that tomorrow we'll be eating ice cream in Helsinki. No, Molotov. You've told more lies than the Bobrikov. Let's stop for a second. What the hell is happening? In November of 1939, Soviet Union invaded Finland thinking that within days the Red Army will reach the capital, Helsinki. That did not happen. Finland was fighting fearlessly for its freedom against the Ivans. That's what they called all Russians. For centuries Finland was part of the Russian Empire and they were not particularly excited to join the new Soviet Empire. But why dedicate a whole song to some Molotov? Why not Stalin, the Soviet dictator himself? I'll ask you an unusual question. Who was Stalin? President? Prime Minister? Supreme Leader? None of the above. In fact, he was no one. He didn't hold any official titles. He was working as Stalin. The official leader of Soviet Union was its premier and a foreign affairs minister, Vacheslav Molotov. He was the one signing everything, including the non-aggression pact with Nazi Germany. So officially, he was the one who ordered the invasion of Finland. Of course, they didn't call it an invasion, they, they never do. So the Finns came out with this lovely song comparing Molotov to an imperial official, Bobrikov, who was murdered for his attempts to make Finland more Russian. And that's when the Molotov cocktail got its name. Flammable liquid in a glass bottle? Finnish cocktail for Soviet premiere. So this war, that is often referred to as the Winter War, went on for a little more than three months. The entire world was sure that Finland had no chance against the gigantic Soviet Union. 
In February of 1940, Chicago Daily Tribune published a caricature of Stalin trying to find the tiny Finland under a loop. But Soviet Union lost more than 350,000 people in casualties. That's five times more than the Finnish casualties. It turns out that people fighting for their freedom and independence are better fighters than the invaders. I hate to say, but when I was a kid, I, I learned that my grand-grandfather was one of those invaders. I've talked to my mother about it. Когда я была подростком, я вдруг осознала, что нет деда. When she was a teenager, all of a sudden she realized that she didn't have a grandpa. Her grandma was right there, her husband was missing. And I have to say that she grew up in Armenia, on the very south of the Soviet Union. They didn't even speak Russian, and was very far from Finland. So at some point my mom decided to ask her grandmother what happened. And grandma was not a very talkative person. She, she just said that he left in 1939, right before the birth of my mom's father, and he went missing in the war, in Finland. That was a classic move by the Soviet bureaucrats. A soldier who is missing can be easily declared an enemy of the people. They just assumed that those soldiers ran away to the enemy. In that case, the family of the soldier doesn't get any pension from the government. But also imagine the feeling growing up in a country where the majority of people around you had fathers and grandfathers who were heroes fighting against Nazis while your grandfather fought in an unjustified and almost forgotten invasion where he went missing. Many years later, already a wife and a mother, mom moved to St. Petersburg on the northwest of Russia, which is a three-hour drive from Helsinki. And I remember we visited the city many, many times. So every time we were walking in the Finnish woods, mom would think about him, the grandpa she never had. What if he was walking around these very trees? What if he died somewhere here? It was cold and there was a lot of snow and he probably just died. A forgotten soldier in a forgotten war. Can you imagine our shock when we discovered that all this was made up? All of this. Every single word. Preparing for the story, my mom decided to try and find the documents about her grandfather. Surprisingly, that happened very quickly. So, my grand-grandfather, Kartich Kirakusian, has never been to Finland. I would even dare to assume that he has never heard of such country. As it turned out, he was on the front line of the Second World War, fighting Nazi Germany. He did go missing in Eastern Europe, not Finland, not Finland. How is this possible, you ask? How is this possible that he went to fight one war, 
but fought a different one without his family even knowing. Well, that's Soviet Union. Good for Finland for fighting back. This episode was produced by me, Artie Sarkisian, and my friend, Sebastian Menendez. Special thanks to my mom, Anna Sarkisian, for bearing with me. Mom, I know this wasn't easy, but I love you with all my heart. Thanks for listening, and next episode we'll discuss the story of Marlene Dietrich, the woman who rejected Adolf Hitler.